attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Will go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History final. Bang! Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Hello and welcome back to another Insight episode. Uh, it's the Insight NBA show today on the Insight Podcast Network. I'm the SC Matrix, and today I am here with Skitty, Filthy IFS on Twitter. Mate, how are you today? Yeah, that's me, Matty. Yeah, I'm going well, mate. Yeah, uh, very keen to stick into a couple of Warriors, uh, a bit of Warriors talk with you today. It's our first uh, our first one together, so I'm uh, very excited for that. Do apologies for the language. Me and Matty do bring it out in, our, in, in each other, so <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get stuck here. Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about the Golden State Warriors, but a bit of housekeeping out of the way. Um, shout out to one of the one of our sponsors, uh, Fantasy Scores. Um, unlock your team's potential by a mathematically precise way to quantify player value. Uh, you can integrate with your Yahoo League, can let, connect to your live draft, sync lineups, highlight waiver pickups, schedule waiver pickups, and much, much more. Use the code INSIGHT to get yourself five US dollars off. Um, so the Warriors, man, um, I'm not super excited about the Warriors this year. How about you? I mean, from like watching them standpoint, yeah, like, you know, they're probably going to be the exact same Warriors of old, uh, but fantasy wise, yeah, no, I'm sharing your, uh, disgruntlement. This is just, uh, the same old, same old as every other year. Um, yeah, the other, like, look, Steph's going to Steph it, so, you know, that's the best thing to be able to pretty much watch. And then um, let's dive in. We'll see if we can figure something out from like this team that maybe can happen. So, yeah. Yeah. I th- look, I think that they will be a really good basketball team. I think that they will be real top heavy on the, um, on the fantasy front. Um, and I suppose when you have a look at their ins and outs, there's two big names I like to talk about, um, but run us, run us through the ins today, man. Yeah, so ins Chris Paul coming over from Phoenix via Washington. Uh, we get Dario Saric, who's uh, actually not a bad pickup, uh, seven footer coming from um, OKC and uh, Phoenix, and then Corey Joseph, who is just the biggest biggest minutes grab from Detroit that you'll ever see, just getting in the way of guys that should be taking minutes, but uh, well, either way. And then the 19th pick, they get Brandon Prajemski, who I really like. I think his fantasy game is really nice. He's an all-rounder, um, can get assists, rebounds, points. He's obviously not going to have any fantasy value this year, but it's one for dynasties. Um, Trace Jackson Davis, he was a bit lower on mine. It's just a center that can't shoot. Um, not big on him, but he is a big body, and he can work himself really well in the post. Just needs to expand the three-point game. And Lester Kionez, who dominated the summer league on a two-way, and, uh, yeah, he, I mean, I could honestly see him filling that Anthony Lamb role a little bit um, this year. Um, but, yeah, not again, not fantasy relevant at all. And who's going out? Yeah, yeah look, um, look, I'm going to bring up one guy because I think I won't bring him up the whole show. And people know yep. we're Australian. Corey Joseph is like Canadian's deli. 
I'm just going to leave that there. Um, I'm just I'm just going to go go to the outs then. And there's one big one we're talking about, and that's Jordan Poole going to Washington in a um, – I suppose, yeah, they just got him out of town, which should get their guys a little bit more ball. Patrick Baldwin Jr. goes off to Washington. Ryan Rollins goes off to Washington. Dante DiVincenzo goes to the Knicks. And Ty Jerome ducks off there. Um, I suppose, is it – addition by subtraction uh, with Jordan Poole leaving? I mean, yeah, but it just depends on what's going to happen with Chris Ball. Like, is he the starter? Is he the bench man? Like, obviously, they're going to try and pump minutes into him as much as possible, or so they say. But, geez, I just don't know how that lineup works. If you have Paul, Steph, Clay, Wiggins and Dre, like, it's not a massive defensive team. Like... You throw that out there against Jokic, Jesus Christ, he's going to eat. Yeah, I think you'll find in those big matchups, and um, for those listening at home, uh, we've just chucked up the starters because that's what we've started leading into. And I think that we'll find Kevon Looney coming in. And I just yeah. had to do some last-minute editing, which is probably why you'll see it ordinary. I'm not the most tech-savvy <laughs> human in the world. But realistically, <laughs> I thought Kevon Looney was a lock to start on this lineup. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Kerr's come out and said that CP3 starts. Um, Skitty's got some concerns about how they sort of fit in there. I do like Steph off the ball, though. Um, he is one of oh, the yeah. best movers off the ball in the NBA that I've probably ever seen. Um, I think Chris Paul starting might affect some of those Draymond Green assists, um, which mm. are really high out of position um, because mm. Chris Paul won't just do a Steph Curry and give Draymond Green the ball at the top end and, you know, mm. jog around the court. Chris Paul doesn't do that. He handles the no. ball. He's the man. Um, I wonder if maybe in this lineup it's Draymond Green that goes to the um, to the bench for for a Kavon Looney, and then um, and then you know he sort of comes in. Draymond sort of comes in for Chris Paul. I'm not not entirely sure how it works out. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you because we all know about the famous Warriors death lineup, which was um, Steph, Clay, Iggy. Um, Draymond and who's the other small bloke that I'm forgetting? Uh, Harrison Barnes. And yep. we like obviously that played extremely well just because Draymond was so switchy and they had like the bigger bodies. I just don't think the death lineup works when you're substituting Iggy with Chris Paul. Like it's just, I don't know, it just seems weird because even with Jordan Poole, it didn't really yep. work that well besides that a series against um, Boston for the finals two years ago. But that was just some unreal scoring. And even then, Looney was um, coming in and Wiggins was playing the most, the best basketball he's ever played in his career. So yeah. I think they would be relying very heavily on Wiggins in this, um, in this lineup. I think that if it's going to work the way that the Warriors want it to work, Wiggins has to be able to crash the glass and he has to be the main rebounder. And that's why I'm seeing Wiggins' rebounds to come up this year. I think that it he can do it. It's going to be a box-out effort from um, Draymond kind of decoying the rebounds and then Wiggins will be the one getting them along with Steph because Steph actually is a bloody good rebounder yeah. for his position. I'm pretty sure, what was he averaging last year? It was like six, six rebounds yeah. or something. That's outrageous. Yeah. Like I'd never think Steph would get six rebounds a game. Yeah, they're not super highly contested rebounds, though. No. I think a little bit of the offense is, you know, people start to leak out. They let they get Steph the ball as soon yeah. as possible. And whether somebody's boxing out and they let Steph 
grab the rebound so that the offense gets initiated without that initial pass. I think that happens a little bit. Yeah, um, but absolutely. look, while we're looking at the starters, um, I'll go through Chris Paul's stats last year. Um, mm. And a big thing that I'm seeing is his usage was 19%. I'm not sure if I can see that staying up there this year. Um, and last year being the 31st ranked player, I definitely see that uh, coming down probably mm. 50 or 60 spots. Oh, yeah. No, nah, couldn't agree more. I like, I think they're still going to try and get him his assist. But like, think about it as well. Like, if he comes off, like, if he does his thing off the bench as well, like, his usage could be sky high and he could be working with like Kaminga and Moody and stuff. So that I can see that aspect of like, you know, yeah, his assist could come like, it's not going to be like nine like it was last year, but I can still say high sixes. And that's pretty good. If you can get Chris Paul roughly around, let's say 90 odd, and he's getting you six assists a game, like assists are hard to come by. And that late in the draft, that's that's not bad value for Paul down there. But again, I'm, yeah, it, I'm, I really need to see how this all kind of works out because I have a lot of worries about how this goes. But one man that I do like is Steph Curry. I mean, Watching him is just probably the best. He's one of the best people to watch. Just his off-ball movements, the screens that they put him for him off the ball, and then just he obviously his shooting ability is amazing, but also his finishing is fantastic. Like I think he's a really underrated finisher where he's shooting 42%, and then obviously he's great from the free throw line if you foul him. So um, I can real like I'm really interested to see how Curry goes also. I think a very noticeable point from last year. Steph finished sixth overall, I believe it was, last year in fantasy. He yep. had the highest rebounding year of his uh, career by one rebound per game. He'd never gotten over 5.4. He got 6.1 last year. And last year was also, coincidentally, the worst steals average that Steph ever had in his career as well at um, 0.9. So um, I want to see how he's how it kind of all fluctuates out and – you know, do the rebound stay? Do the steals come back? Or do they just both kind of drop? This man is 34 going on 35. So um, mm. I think, I still think it could be a really big year for Steph. Yeah. I Look, I, I still expect a big year from Steph. I, and maybe you still draft him in that sort of seven to 10 range. I don't mm. see him finishing the year as a top 10 player. I just can't yeah. see it with, with restings, with being a 35-year-old player, adding a guy that basically plays his position in the lineup coming off 32 minutes a night, like I just don't see a pathway for him to be a top 10 player anymore. If you draft someone at seven and they are the 15th best player, you're not going to automatically lose your comps or anything. It's no. safety. It's when you draft someone at seven, like say Lamelo, and I have done this before, you draft someone like Lamelo and – he goes and gets injured 10 games in. Yeah. That's when you lose your comp. I think Steph will still be useful. I think that maybe we sort of need to temper our expectations a bit in maybe he's not a top 10 player this year. When you look at the, um, well, let's say the top 10, right? And we're looking at guards specifically. You've got Tyrese, you've got Lamelo, you've got Steph, you've got Dame, you've got Trey. And it's like and, Sh- and Colin Shea. Kyrie and Shay. Oh, I was counting Shay. Sorry, Shay is a shooting guard, but um, yeah, and Shay as well, right? So Shay's obviously ahead with Tyrese, roughly around that same time there. And then you kind of go to the next stage where you're looking at Dame or Steph or Lamelo. 
Which yeah. one gives you the most confidence out of those three players to take ahead of the other two? So Dame, Steph, or Lamelo? Yeah, I'm taking Lamelo. I'm I'm also taking Lamelo there. Um, but then I reckon with this Dame situation shit going on, it's got to be Steph. Yeah, because yeah. there's yeah. not much. Yeah, I I think if I get into that period and like looking at the drafts that I've been in. I just f- fucking zig when people zags and just go yeah. get Giannis or someone like that. <laughs> when, 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 when I've been fucked is um, when Steph sort of got taken off, Giannis sort of got taken off. I was sort of that ninth spot and I was like, fuck, who do I take? Like Anthony yeah. Davis or someone like that. I'm not that high on taking somebody with as much uncertainty as Lillard. But yeah, mm. look, I, I'm still probably okay with taking Steph in that period. I just don't, yeah. I just can't see him finishing as a top 10 guy. It's fair. I mean, yeah. I, the thing is, it's still Steph. Steph's going to Steph. Yep. And, like, that's why I keep saying as well about Dame is it's still Dame. Like, if he plays in Portland, he's going to put up massive numbers. Like, he could go – he could be top five in fantasy if he stays in Portland. If he goes to yep. Miami, I don't think he misses out very much. I think Bam misses out more than anything. I think yeah. Dame's still going to Dame. So, I don't know why everyone's souring so much on him. Like, do they really think he's going to sit out? No. But no. still, I – the, the free throw percentage is what keeps Steph and the other like stats around it is what keeps Steph so so high. Like if you punt blocks, Steph was Steph's like third, like ADP yep. three, because he doesn't get any blocks. And Lamella gets a couple of like a couple here and there. But if you punt blocks, Steph's Steph's an obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I agree with you. Um and you know what? I didn't expect this much chat just talking about the point guards with these guys. Um, you did. You did ask me. You did ask me a little bit of an ADP battle with Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, and Lamelo. But yep. people I'm seeing in and around uh, Chris Paul, I am going to ask you three guys, and you let me know who you'd take because okay. I think Chris Paul is at the end of them for me. So we go Chris Paul, Josh Giddy, or Tyrese Maxey. See, that it, it's a clear cut. It's Giddy, one, without a doubt. Like, it's Giddy. He can get the points, rebounds, assists. Um, he can even get steals. Yeah, his percentages hurt a little bit. But, mate, if you're punting free throws, Giddy's just just skyrockets up there. So I'll take Giddy anyway. I'll take the fly that he can bump his free throws up. Maxi to Chris Paul, I mean, I think I want Maxi. If Harden goes as well, Maxi's going to come up. Like, he is rising. I'm not a massive fan of taking, like, these combo guards that can only score and they don't do shit all else. Like, I don't really like taking that kind of player um, unless it's, like, I get a lot of value for their actual points later on. But, like, you know, the like, Simons, I'm not a massive, like, not massive on Simons. Like, Lou Will, when he, had, when he was at the Clippers and he was just putting up 23 points per game, like, it was nothing. Like... But I would still take Maxi because I'm so sure of his position. And if Harden leaves, then he's just going to rise and rise and rise in my books. And uh, yeah, I just I'm not confident in CP3s. I mean, his assists are nice, but I'm not confident in how much game time he's actually going to play. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm probably I think I'd prefer Maxi over Giddy. Um, just those percentages are nice. And, um, I think that he could very easily be a top 50 player that's getting taken in and around that 70 range. Um, but yeah, 
But All but right. moving on to Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins, which nearly play the same position. One is a little bit of a slasher, and one being a little bit of a shooter. Even though and even though Wiggins has been you know making his threes, it's hard to compare against you know Clay Thompson, one of the greatest shooters of all time, um, mm-hmm. shooting four point four threes a game yeah. and yeah, still right. getting drafted in and around that hundred range. Um, mm-hmm. I like him for value. Yeah, I mean at the hundred range, but again, like. Let's put it out here, Matty. If you don't give a shit about threes, Clay is nothing to your team. Absolute mm-hmm. stuff all. We're going to have a look uh, here at the on the fantasy Z scores for this year. So Clay is projected to go at 97 um, yep. in normal categories. If you take out threes, Clay drops a whopping 78 spots and goes to 175. So that's just going to show that majority of his value is either coming from points or threes. Those two categories, he's dropped off the others. And 170, 175, that is not a draftable player in 12-team, nine-cat formats. Yeah. I don't mean to, you know, be a shameless plug on these fantasy scores. But realistically... <laughs> ah, plug it up. You, fuck it. Yeah, you can, you can have a look. And obviously, in the very, very bright green is his threes. That's sort of what he adds. But... You know, still in the green is, you know, his free throw percentage, his turnovers, uh, his points are really good. You know, you start to punt something like steals and you see Clay Thompson moving up to like the 50th best player as well because he doesn't get any steals. So I suppose it's how you build your team is to how good Clay Thompson is going to be. And I think that if you're a really bright drafter and using some tools like, like fantasy scores, because you can't do that with the eye test. I actually didn't know until looking today that he was that bad at steals. But you start yeah. to punt that. They're basically saying that Clay Thompson is as bad at steals as Kevon Looney is at hitting threes. Jeez, that doesn't sound about right, does it? <laughs> it doesn't, but you know what? That's that's what the data says. So You, you know what the weird thing about Clay is as well? Everyone's been like, they've always had this thing where they've said that like, Clay's such a good two-way player, which he has been, but it's not been because of the steals. It's because of like that, like, you know, the Dylan Brooks, Isaac Okoro effect. You're a good on-ball defender, but you don't actually generate defensive stats. So this is not like Mikel Bridges or anything like that, or like Alex Caruso or Gary Payton. They're really good at actually getting steals. He's a good on-ball defender because he's a big body. He can keep his feet. He's got really good feet and really good movement, but he doesn't actually generate many steals. Like if you look at Clay's, um, steals uh, per game from each season. He's averaged over one steal three times, three times in his, what is it, 12-year career or something like that. So, yep. like, he doesn't actually generate that many steals. Steph Curry actually has generated more steals per game every year than Clay Thompson. Yep. And that yep. just seems unfathomable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Um, Wait, one guy, and, and that's a typo saying 2.4 steals per game. It's 0. 0.5 steals <laughs> per game. Uh, it was a really good copy and paste job. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, no worries. Look, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, 69th best player last year. Um, you're really high on him. I've seen you. Um, I've seen you in some mock drafts, and we do some mock drafts off here air as well. I've seen you in some mock drafts, and you are salivating at the fact where he's going. Tell me where he is going in drafts at the moment. Hey, 
Andrew Wiggins at ninety two. Like, are we good, everyone? Like, <laughs> he's got a he's got a set point, right? Like, he's the starting small forward for this Warriors team. Kaminga's not taking minutes from him. Like, Kaminga's only going power forward minutes. Moody's not doing shit. So we got nothing to worry about in that aspect. He is the guy that is going to have to play his ass off this year for the Warriors to be 100% relevant if they're going to do all this um, load management bullshit and all this kind of stuff. If they're going to go to the death lineups, it's going to be Wiggins getting the rebounds. We've seen what he's able to do in the playoffs with his rebounding. He was able to up it. He said he just needed effort, whatever. <laughs> but, like, sure. yeah, exactly right. Like, come on, mate. But if he's going to be able to show this effort and he can, if he's able to get the, the free throws up, then, mate, we're, we're going to be looking back at, like, at like a top 60 player here, and you can get him at 90. Like, it doesn't take a lot for him to be able to do it. I mean, last year his free throws were abysmal at 61%, but he's been a seven, he's a 72% free throw shooter for his career. So, like, who says that he can't bring it back up if it was, you know, the stuff that was going on in his personal life or whatever it was that contributed somewhat to it. But if the rebounds come you, up... Do you, hit the, do you hit the free throw line and start thinking about your ex-misses? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I erased them from my memory a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> just just a question. No, mate, I'm, I'm normally focused on uh, how many bounces I need to take and then how much I'm going to miss it by. I do I do the same every time and then um and then I tell the guy from the other team standing beside me that I got shooter and then shoot it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm still wondering how I got fouled in the first place. I mean shit. <laughs> it's got me stuff, um, so but but yeah, no, high high on Wiggins. I'm a massive Wiggins fan. Um, little show and tell. I've got I've got some some signed Wiggins piece of the Bobcats floor. I've got signed Wiggins jerseys. Super Jeez, high on Wiggins. Flex was absolutely madness that he's getting drafted at 90. I agree with yeah. you. 92, man. Way too high. Like, I feel, I'm, if I can get him anywhere, like, 80s, mid-80s, man, I'm, man yeah. I'm laughing. Like, that's an easy one. If you're punting free throws as well, if you put if you compare him with, like, Giannis and Sabonis and stuff like that, oh, man. He goes, let's just have a quickie here. I've if done it. Go, um, I've done, done it. If you're punting free throws, he's a top 50 player on last year's Bang. stats. Bang. Easy. This is it's an easy equation. I mean, people are sleeping on it, which is fine because I'll happily take him. Like I've got no yeah. dramas there. No. Absolutely love it. And probably somebody that I think is maybe the most interesting fantasy player every year oh. is Draymond Green. Um his current ADP's in and around that hundred and three. I do think that he slides a lot because people hate him. Um, and he's, <laughs> he's, he's easy to hate. Have a look at that face. Yeah. But realistically, um, if you start punting stats, and again, I hate to keep punting on, on fantasy scores. I know standard squeeze, your plugs are coming soon. Um, I hate to keep going <laughs> on about, about fantasy scores. But if you start punting things like turnover and free throw percentage, he becomes a top 65 player. If, as soon as you start punting free throw percentage and points, he becomes a top 50 player. This is a guy that you can get outside of the top 100. This is a guy. Are you targeting points, free throw percentage, and turnovers, and even threes? Just add him to your lineup. 
Um, you can get tremendous value if you've built the right team. I don't go into a draft selecting what I'm going to punt before the draft. I yeah. do it on the fly and just write on your big board, write on your Google document, however you plan on drafting, points, free throw percentage, turnovers. If you're tanking these things, pick up Draymond Green. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, you're not going into a draft going, hey, I'm going to punt turnovers this one. No, you sit there, and if Giannis drops you at, like, 9 or 10, you're punting free throws now. So that's just the way it goes. But, yeah, never go into it actually going, I'm going to punt this, I'm going to punt that. No, if if Steph falls to you at 8 or 9, you're punting. Like, and you go, for, and you go okay, well, I'm going to punt blocks now. Bang, yep. No worries. You start punting blocks. That's sweet. That's when you go over to fantasy scores. You put in, yeah, I have Steph Curry. Who's my next options here? Where am I? Where are they lining up against their ADP? And let's get this shit sorted. So yeah, that's Absol- just the way to go. But yeah, Dre's an obvious. Love it. Yeah, Dre's yeah, a Dre's really good great. option. Yeah, if you're going to pump those categories. So um, yeah, you yeah. you you put the nail on the head. And um, I do often hear if I'm listening to any other podcast or anything like about perfect pairs, and they always talk about you know a perfect pair of picking somebody in the first round and who you pick in the second round. That actually doesn't fucking matter most of the time. No. You'll win your drafts in these, you know, 80 to 140 range. Yeah. Probably 80 to 120 because I think that the guy that you pick last, you're going to use as a waiver wire scrub anyway. Yeah. Um, getting Draymond Green, if you've got someone like Giannis, will win you your comp. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, ducking over, we're going to duck into the whole team, which I don't. Um, I'm not too excited. There's not too many people I want to keep talking about on this team. But uh, this show is also brought to us by the Standard Squeeze. Uh, notice Skitty's sexy little hat there. Um, it is helping you drink responsibly and conveniently. Um, you can buy yourself a multi-purpose cup called a four-in-one, which keeps your coffees hot and keeps your beers cold. And that's about all I drink during the day. Also, you can cop a combo pack of their standard squeeze bottles that measure the perfect 30 mil shot. They've even got a double shot in there now, which I plan on getting my hands on because that's the way Ooh. that I like to drink. Um, saves you having to take glass models, bottles away. Really handy if you're, if you're going camping or going over to a mate's place. Um, there's absolutely no breakage that can happen using this uh, food-grade quality plastic. And you can use the Insight the insight code it's insight 15 for 15 percent off anything on store and have a squeeze for us guys um let's let's look at the whole lineup and originally i thought looney was going to be in the lineup and he's somebody also that if you're punting a couple stats you can you can get amongst it can't you i mate i'm i'm actually kind of keen on looney like as a rebounding no as a rebounding streamer let me finish all right, just stop smacking me on the ass and hurrying me ass up. All right, <laughs> rebound streamer. Looney's one of the like Looney's one of the best. Yeah. He flies under the radar so hard. Nine point three rebounds last year, right? And then yeah, um, and he played every game. He didn't start all of them, granted, but if, even if you look at what he did in the playoffs, which was just unbelievable, he was phenomenal in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, he only averaged seven points per game. But 13.1 rebounds, okay, <laughs> righto. That's including five offensive, Matty. Um, and then also with almost four assists. So, I mean, they those numbers actually make him fantasy relevant. And as much as people will tell you, hey, Looney's like, you know, you don't draft Looney because there's no upside. They're 100% correct. But if you want a solid rebounder, 
and that can get you a little bit of steals. Obviously, I mean, sorry, steals a, like a couple of assists just because of how the Warriors' offense works. If he's getting those thirty minutes a night, I mean, does he like? Is he giving off the same vibe? Like the same vibe as Zubach? Like, is he? Yeah. Is he more useful than Zoo is on your fantasy team? Like, yeah, could be. Um, let me tell you something for free, right? If right. you punt threes and free throw percentage, he's the 56th best player. If you yeah. punt punting points, threes and free throw percentage, he is the 33rd best player on last year's stats. I don't think that you are going to find a perfect storm where you are punting exactly those three things. But I tell you what, again, going back to Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you are drafting nice. Antetokounmpo, you are punting nice. those stats. And maybe Dre, maybe Looney, maybe Antetokounmpo will win you your league. I don't know. You're going to get blocked. You're going to get your field goal percentage up. Um, you're still going to get a couple assists. You're still you're, – you're elite. Like at drafting it – drafted at 120 at the moment. Um, I think yeah. it's even blown out further than that. Damn, um, Looney, is he at that? Yeah. I just think realistically that I he's just somebody you can pick up. Man, I can't believe that. Like, I've I've done a few mock drafts now. I haven't seen Looney getting picked up anywhere. And I'm like, no. I'm telling you, man. If I see like, also too, do the Warriors play on like the first? Like, I'm pretty sure they have like a three game week in the first week of fantasy as well. So you get like, you may as well like, may as well take Looney with the last pick because then you get him for the three games and then then, then you ship him off. And then you're yep. like, all right, sweet as I've got my rebound sorted for the first week. Like, it's more of a, uh, it's one of those ones where it's just a strategical pickup in your draft. Instead of going for like the upside, like everyone tells you to take, check the schedule, see who has the most games for that week, and then you can take them with your last draft instead of using your waiver wire pickup as your last pick. So you just do that, and then you ship them off afterwards. If Looney's got say three games in that first week. You pick him up for the three games, you get the rebounds, you win that category, and then you piss him off. No worries. You've you've already sold me because I think about the, the two guys that I've drafted last in my last two drafts. And I'm not yeah, sure if you it. can remember the last two that you did. But it was Brandon Miller and Dylan Brooks. Tell me Kevon Looney in three <laughs> games isn't going to do more than that. Oh, 100% he will. I mean, um, Brandon Miller ain't going to do shit. That's for, that's for one and that's for free. I won't be drafting him at all in any of my drafts, I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, uh, man, unless I do a 20 man, then yeah, I'll have a look at him. But 12 league, 12 man leagues, nil. Thank you very much. So, um, yeah, I definitely take that. And over Dylan Brooks, I mean, shit, if he, um, if he does what he did against the USA the other night, then bloody hell, we might be looking at top 50 for Dylan Brooks. My God. Took the yeah, piss. I tell you what, it just, you're not going to get, oh, I, I said it in another podcast the other day. Um, Give the man some maple syrup before every game, and he just becomes Canadian Dylan Brooks, which is my favorite kind of Dylan Brooks. Because Memphis Dylan Brooks ruined my hopes and dreams. So, <laughs> Man, let's, just give let's him some move... gloves in the tunnel, and he's good to go. Yeah, let's yeah. move on before I start crying. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gary Payton is he anything more than a steel streamer? We can probably gloss over these guys pretty quickly. Yeah, mate, no. Gary Payton, steal streamer, that's that. Um, what do you have last year? One steal a game, and he was actually pretty much just because he was coming back from that injury. Uh, what injury did he have? Was, was it someone with his leg or was it his abdomen or something like that? Sure, I can't yeah, remember Gary now. Payton was injured. 
yeah. Um, so, yeah, steel streamer, I'm expecting him just to be the backups uh, shooting guard and I'll put him in those death lineups uh, when Chris Paul doesn't work out or if they ship him off. Yep. Um, Dario Saric, a little bit of an interesting one. If there's an injury, I could sort of see a role coming out for this guy, but he has his own injury concerns, always mm. has had injury concerns in his career. Talented basketball player, but I'm not going to see the opportunity, I, I don't think. Now, the only time I can ever see him is that he is one of the only other tools on this team, and he actually can shoot throws. So maybe they bring yep. him in there for like a floor spacing uh, matchup instead of Looney, but that's the only other way I can see it. Yep. Um, Moses Moody. Um, is he any good? Um, is he any good as a basketball player or as a fantasy player? Um, let's start with basketball player and lead into fantasy player because my answer yeah. is the same for both. I don't, I don't mind. I actually don't mind him. I can see, like, I can see him as a starting small fo- uh, shooting guard in the NBA. Like, I kind of see him as, like, I really like giving uh, comparisons to people, but I like to do it in a way to say, like, hey, this is, like, the prototype of what they are, even though their games aren't exactly right. But I kind of see him like Chris Middleton to the Bucks. Like, he's never going to be the main guy, but I see him as, like, being a nice complementary piece uh, he can shoot. He can get to the lane. He's good. He's got an all right quick first step. Um, he's not like the worst defender. Like he's not getting killed or anything like that. Um, so I can say it. It's just not going to be on this team at any point in time. You know what? When I agree with you, I agree with you. And I think that he could be the starting shooting guard of the Wisconsin herd because he is not. <laughs> it, there is no comparison there with somebody like Chris Middleton. Fucking wash your mouth out, mate. You're telling me that if. Um, you did, if if they traded him to the Wizards, he would start right now on the Wizards, and I reckon he'd be putting up numbers. He's, poor, poor man's Denny of Dia. Your mate, you have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> De- Denny of Dia is good. This guy is not. Oh mate, come off! He's not like he's not a complete wet blanket or anything. No, like, no, like, he's not a complete wet blanket. Maybe I'm playing playing along a little bit, but realistically, is going to have. Zero fantasy relevance. Yeah, I think I even after had, there's injury, an argument. That's, yeah, that's yeah. That's, <laughs> we didn't think it was a, it was all uh, it was all hugs and roses up until then. <laughs> and and Jermichael Green was maybe a top one twenty guy um, during his peak in a in a shit Memphis team. Um, sort of fell deep into the roster roster at the Clippers. And unless there is major injury, I think that they'll even go with younger guys before Jermichael Green at this stage of his career. So we can probably gloss over him as well. Oh, yeah, mate, he's just um, a good score on hoops grid. That's it. Yeah, exactly. He's played for a few. <laughs> um, I suppose we, we t- chatted about it a little bit, um, but let's delve into it a little bit further. Yeah. I just I still don't see Steph Curry being a top ten player this year. All right, mate. Well, there you go. There's our next argument. I mean, it's still Steph. It's his game isn't like unless his legs are gone, like he can still put up numbers. He's how, he's still going to get his shots. How old he's are still you? Be able to play. Oh, 34, I think. Thirty five. I'll have a quick check. Yeah, and you, and you nearly injure yourself getting out of bed. Um, Steph Curry is 35 years old and playing professional basketball. I just think that they're going to be a little bit cautious of him. He's still the franchise player at 35 years old. I just like, 
even if it's not because of age or him slowing down, it might be because they give him an extra night off on back-to-backs. It might be because in a blowout, they're just they're going to play him 25 minutes when they're up 30, which this Warriors team, looking at their starting lineup, could be up 30. Like, they could just throw the ball to, to one of their other guys and your boy Moody could get a little run. Um, but, yeah, I'm just... I'm just really cautious. And I drafted Steph Curry at five, um, you know, just just a year ago. And I'm always so high on Curry, but the age is starting to worry me. Like, people are worried about LeBron's age, and he's still LeBron. Mm. Why aren't they worried about Curry's age? I think LeBron's probably set the perimeter for that as well. I mean, shit, everyone was worried about LeBron four years ago, and he's still dominating. When he was 35. Yeah, exactly right. So I don't know. I mean, the the thing about Curry is as well, it's like if Chris Paul stays on this team, if as well there are reports that have come out that Chris Paul may still be traded before the season starts or at the trade deadline, which yep. I am all for. Ship him on, but yeah, if he goes, then I think it's more of a. I think the organization shows that they still have that trust in Curry. Curry's an extremely hard worker, and I think he's just gonna. If he's gonna, if his body's allowing him to do it, he's still going to be able to put up the numbers that he's putting up. Yeah, look, and I don't think that his percentages go away or anything. I actually don't think that it'll drop on a per game basis. Mm. I'm just, you know, maybe he plays fifty five instead of seventy. Yeah, I could say that. But then again, remember they brought out the um, the games threshold for the, all the awards and shit now. And if he wants to keep his all NBA aspects, he needs to get to sixty five. So. I can see a lot of players as well maybe bringing their game caps down. But um, no, sorry, um, coming up. Sorry. Yeah. I can see the He's... game. I can say the game's play coming back up now that it's we're an extra year removed from the COVID years where they didn't get the proper offseason, all that bullshit. Yeah. I think the bodies are going to be feeling a lot better. We may see more games played this year. Yeah, I don't think Steph Curry cares. Like he's his shoe yes. deal's worth more than being an all NBA guy. His Mate, his, he's, his he's, cooking show. <laughs> spend more time doing his fucking cooking show, mate. Mate, he is a legacy man. Like he has publicly come out and said that like he doesn't give a shit about like right now where they um where they rank him um right now, but like years down the track, he wants to be able to turn to his kids and be like you know, dad's the best player, like was the best player of all time. Or I was top five all time. I still think that Curry's got a lot of fire left in him. And I mean, shit, mate, if his body persists, his mind is going to want to will him onto it. Like who's going to, like, yeah, he broke the record for most threes ever. Why would he not just keep going on it? Like he's still got years that he can keep hitting threes at. Like, yeah, I can see just now, man. Yeah, I don't know. Then, like, we're gonna we're gonna agree to disagree at the end of this one. But Fair does he to. really care? Because I think, like, I think he's achieved what he's achieved. I think the goal is a championship. I think if him getting more risk rest gives them a better chance at a championship, he'll get fined every game resting. Steve Kerr won't yeah. care. The Warriors won't care. Yeah. Steph Curry won't care. They don't have Jordan Poole to lean back on anymore. So see how yep. that goes. Well, let's see where Chris Paul goes and whether they get somebody back. Yeah, um, so true. Let's get wiggy with it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, this guy, 
he's he's going to be a good prospect this year if he can stay healthy. He had his mm. injury concerns last year. Um, he's actually started hitting threes. Um, oh, and yeah. started opening up, um, probably to the detriment of his free throw percentage. But isn't it crazy how his points have dropped, his threes have gone up, and his field goal percentage has kind of found a way to go up as well? Yeah. Um, the guys usually defending their best guard forward sort of combo. Um, there's a lot to like about Wiggins. Yeah, absolutely, mate. As I was saying it before, I mean, he has the very clear runway to to be able to show that he is like going to be able to bump up his numbers. Um, I mean, I don't expect his usage or anything like that to rise. Um, I'm not expecting his points per game to come up or anything like that. I'm just looking for the other stats to come up. If his free throws come back to his career shooting, he's not at a complete negative. I mean, it's not like he's shooting on massive volume either, but like when it's there, I want a bit more clarity that he's going to actually hit him. Um, and then... Yeah, the assists I'm not expecting, but yeah, if he can get his defensive stab, like defensive numbers, if they're both around that one mark, uh, and then the steals come up a little bit more, and then his rebounds rise, mate, it's it's a fantastic all round player that's only going to hurt your free throw percentage, and if you're putting it like this is a top fifty player, so, and I think as well, the the Warriors in the way that they are currently built where Wiggins is pretty much the main big, and then they uh, – sorry, not Wiggins, sorry, Looney Dre. is the main, like the main big. Yeah, and then – but Dre is the same, pretty much the same height as Wiggs. It's just yeah. that he's a bit bigger, and then Wiggins is more athletic. I still think there's going to be times where we're going to see Wiggins as – he's not going to be the centre per se because it's going to be Dre, but he's going to be the main rebounder on the floor. Isn't it crazy – that Warriors Wiggins is better than uh, Tim Wolves Wiggins because ridiculous. Def- definitely better than Cavs Wiggins. He didn't play a game, only no. a preseason game. <laughs> yeah, but... he played a couple of summer leagues and tore it up. Yeah. Um, but realistically, like, yeah, it just goes to show. And this sort of is what I think with the Warriors and maybe somebody like Bradley Beal, rather than being the usage guy and the best guy on a shit team, maybe mm. just becoming that third or fourth option on a really good team is actually makes you a better player and turns yeah. you into a better fantasy player. So, Yep, I can say that. The only difference between Wiggins and Beal is that Wiggins knows how to play defense. Yep, exactly, which doesn't <laughs> always translate to fantasy points. Exactly. Um, talk, to me about, talk to me about your cum bucket. Oh, I just love the cum bucket. Like... I really like. I really liked him coming out of um, coming out of uh, the G League Ignite. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he's a he obviously hasn't had many opportunities to shine in Golden State yet. But shit, me, mate. Like last year, he had multiple games of twenty points, five rebounds, five assists with defensive stats, and that is under in under thirty minutes. So if you're putting that into context, Matty, like. 25 and 5 with defensive stats, that's a bloody high percent, uh, high player in the fantasy ranks. So I can, yep. you know, I can see the, I can see the, the prototype and the build that we're looking at here with the cum bucket. And yep. I think if you can get the, if we're, if the rests that are expecting to happen for Golden State happen, and Kaminga is the, the next up behind Draymond. 
I, you know, I can see him being a nice little like waiver wire ad if Draymond's ever out. I think um, they'll pump about 30 to 32 in him. And I think working with Chris Paul will do him shitloads of wonders too. Yeah, if you start to work on him at 30 minutes, um, he does sort of go up to that 16 points per game, six mm. rebounds, you know, three or four assists. Um, and I think that he can get you some counting stats. I think because this guy's been around and he was drafted, what, um, a couple years ago now. Yeah, um, he played in the 20, 21-2 and two season and the 22-3 and three season. His minutes have increased, and I think that they'll increase a little bit again. Maybe you could see him around that 23 or 24 minutes. But he's only 20 years old. Yeah. And, like, just I think that his build and body is perfect for the NBA. Uh, yeah. Just just needs opportunity. And if that opportunity comes through Wiggins, he's one of those guys that if I see Wiggins or or Drago down, right. I could I could grab him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the most um, important thing that I'm seeing as well from um, Kaminga's um, workouts and everything like that is that his handle's looking really tight, actually. And if he can actually have, like, a bit of a handles game, like, he's going to be able to force himself into minutes. What everyone has to remember is that you can't really look at the uh, counting stats from Kaminga's whole time in the NBA, it's just because he was so bloody raw when he first came into the league, and the Warriors just were like, "Okay, we're just gonna we're gonna bring you around the team, and we're just gonna work work you into the actual NBA." And now that he's actually starting to show that his body's filling out, and he's actually understanding it a bit more. Man, he's so athletic and so explosive. So I could see like he will be one of my first wave wire pickups if the opportunity presents itself because that is a fantasy beast. Yep. And I'll be fighting you for it. Ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, um, look, where do you predict the Warriors? How far do you see them going this year? That's a tough one, man. It's just purely on – I don't like how the team is now – it's so weird to say about a Warriors team, but, like, adding CP3 does shit all for me. Like, I just don't think it moves the needle. Um, and I don't think their bench got any better, really. So, um, yeah, I. What's their actually? What's their over under? Um, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, um, but I sort of see them finishing in and around that five range. Um, yeah, I, I could see them going really well in the regular season. I think all that they need to do is make playoffs at the right time, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They got to time their run pretty, um, pretty well um, to be able to to be able to maximise their team because obviously they're all they're all older, all these guys as well. So, um, yeah, I just I want to yeah I, I want to see what they do because it's very intriguing actually, not from a fantasy perspective, actually a basketball perspective. perspective. Yep. Thank you, sir. Um, so. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. If I told you Golden State's over-under, what are you feeling? Sportsbet currently have them over-under 48.5. Yeah, I'm going overs. I think they'll be better than that. That's, that's paying two bucks. So they are not. Con- they are very confident in them going unders. Well, I'd just like to let the viewers know to gamble responsibly. But, yeah, look, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, I really like it. Um, I'm actually feeling the unders. <laughs> yeah, right. I really am. I'm feeling the unders, yeah. I mean, I think there's a fair bit of load management. I don't think they're as, de- as deep as they were last year. I mean, 
Um, they... You're talking about load management, but you're still talking about taking Steph in the top ten. But you're a hypocrite. No, I'm not. I'm I'm worried about the load management, but I'm not worried about load management to Steph. I'm worried about the other blokes. I'm worried about Clay and Dre and shit. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. You're worried I about mean, people younger than Steph. Yeah. And yes, they're exactly right. But Clay's they're, coming they're off not... two ACLs. And... Less, less usage. They're going to be used yeah. less than Steph. They're younger than Steph, but you're worried about yeah. load management on them. And not Steph's. Yeah, cool. I, I understand it. Are you are you not worried about Clay's knee? I am worried about Clay's knee, but it is something that I'm okay with taking. Like if you if your number seven pick gets injured or starts yeah. getting rested, he's your best player. Your season is yeah. done. If you take Clay at a hundred, fucking I wave away most of my hundred picks. Um if you take Clay at a hundred, look, I openly said that he's a better pick than Cam Johnson at 60. But, like, I just think that there's upside in taking Clay at 100. I think there's only downside in taking Steph at 7. Okay. Right. I'm with you on that. Maybe we can just leave it at that, Skitty. Uh, Where can people find you um, and ask you your questions and your advice? Is it on Twitter, Uh, mate? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be on X uh, at uh, Filthy IFS. Um, I am going to start bringing out more NBA stuff. Uh, now I've actually started doing a bit of uh, uh, started on my uh, mathematical equations that I do every year before I do get a draft on where I look at the points for for each team and then also which teams uh, get most amount of points, rebounds, assists, steals, all those categories scored against them to then be able to decide which players get the most games against those said teams, which can actually give you a bit of a boost. So look out for those. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll hopefully be getting them out soon. Excellent. And you can find me at SC underscore Matrix. For those American viewers, at SC is Supercoach, which is Australia's fantasy game. Uh, we're currently doing some NBL content. So, yeah, if you didn't get enough Delhi. If you didn't get enough Jordan Crawford, if you didn't get enough Jamal Franklin in the NBA, come across and try and win a Mitsubishi ASX. If you're an American viewer, I will let it get sent to my house. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, guys, uh, you've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Thanks, guys.